0: Billy was saying that Jesus is the answer for the world today, and absolutely He is. And then He was also getting into that song that of Christ returning, and it was you left it one day too late. And people might leave it that one day too late, whether Jesus comes or calls, whether we enter the grave, whether we have the undertaker, or we enter the sky, we see the upper taker. Notice what Isaiah says, and we're just going to read the first two verses. Behold, a king shall reign in righteousness, and princes shall rule in judgment. And a man shall be as in hiding place from the wind, and a covert from the tempest, as rivers of water in a dry place, as the shadow of of a great rock in a weary land. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thy word is truth, absolute truth. We thank you, Lord, in a world of unsteadiness and instability. We thank you, Lord, that in a world of doom and gloom and darkness, your word, brings light and life and hope and truth. Father, we thank you for your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank you for your blessed Spirit. We pray, O God, that as we're here tonight, that you would use me for your glory. Lord, overcome me with your presence and anoint me with fresh oil that I may speak well of Christ. May he alone be seen. And we pray, Father, that ere this night be over, may he be exalted and lifted up and glorified. We love you because you first loved us. And we thank you for your grace and for your mercy. We thank you for the blood that he shed. Now, Holy Spirit, have your way and glorify the Son of God. For Jesus' name's sake, we ask it. Amen. Isaiah says in chapter 32 and in verse 1, Behold, a king shall reign in righteousness. Now, Hezekiah was a good king in the days of Isaiah the prophet. He tore down the altars of Baal. He took away all that which caused Israel to sin. And then, of course, we read of Hezekiah being sick unto death and the Lord adding 15 years unto his life. We think of this, and thereafter the 15 years he passes away. And thought that Isaiah in this part is more than likely thinking of High Judah in Jerusalem, that is the southern kingdom of Judah, how they were ruled by a godly king, but now during the 15 years of Hezekiah's healing by God, he had a son called Manasseh, and he was the most wicked of kings that ruled Judah. Isaiah is looking, but the spirit of prophecy is speaking. The testimony of Jesus is in This very text tonight. Verses 1 and in verse 2. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Meaning that the prophets, they spoke of him who was to come. Of he who would rule and reign from David's seed line on David's throne From the tribe of Judah. He would rule and he would reign over Israel. And here while Isaiah may well be looking for a king to reign in righteousness. It is not the man speaking but the spirit of God speaking tonight. It spoke to the people. This word spoke to some in Judah. And others turned away from it. This is messianic, messianic of the kingdom of Christ when he comes again. Looking forward, remember Isaiah 53, there he through the spirit of prophecy again speaks as though he is beneath the very cross. Although it is 750 or so years before Christ was even born in Bethlehem. And there he says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. And he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath led on him. Here he's looking the Father hath laid on his Son the iniquity of us all. 750 or so years before Christ became flesh. Here he sees him, even before that, in a future kingdom, not only coming to set up his Abrahamic messianic kingdom, On the earth, but at the coming of Christ in the fullness of his kingdom, then he says, behold, a king shall reign in righteousness. Now, some of the kings of Judah walked right before the Lord. Some of the kings of Judah like Hezekiah and later again from this Josiah, they walked right before the Lord. But the Bible tells us that there's none righteous, no, not one. And so according to the Old Covenant and the Old Testament, they came and they walked before God through the blood sacrifices in the temple. They worshipped him there and they presented themselves before him. But the righteousness that the believer in Christ has in the New Covenant That righteousness, again, is not our own, but it is the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. The only man who was ever righteous, fully righteous, completely righteous, totally righteous, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And so when Isaiah the prophet says, Behold, a king shall reign in righteousness. Here we think, of those kings in Judah. All the kings in the northern kingdom of Israel. Every one of them. They were sinful before the Lord. And he carried them away captive. Sending them into Assyria. By the Assyrian leader Sennacherib and others. Took them all away. And now in Judah. Here in Jerusalem. He's speaking. Of a messianic kingdom. That would come. Billy sang about when Christ will come again. When Christ will come again, we do not know the day, nor do we know the hour, but we are told that we can watch and we can wait, that we can look and that we can be ready. Are you ready? Are you ready for the kingdom of God coming upon the earth? Are you ready for the coming of Christ in the fullness of Of his messianic rule and kingdom. Are you ready? Are you saved? And are you born again? Or will you be someone who may just leave it one day too late? That's what Billy's saying. We can leave it one day too late. Do you know you're never too young to be saved by the grace of God? And you're never too old. To be saved by the grace of God. But you can be too late. To be saved. By the grace of God. Notice here. Behold a king. The exclamation of behold. Is emphatic. It raises the voice. Almost giving a, a temperament to it. Behold. A king. Shall reign. In righteousness. Christ. Ruling and reigning on David's throne over the house of Israel and Jacob. And through all the universe, he will come and his kingdom will be set up on this earth. And he will see all the nations by their knee and come before him in worship and in adoration of his majesty. Notice here. Behold, a king shall reign in righteousness. Do you know in Acts chapter 17, there's a little verse there when Paul is in Athens and he speaks of a future day. And he says in Acts chapter 17 and in verse 31, he says, because he that is the father hath appointed a day In the which he will judge the world in righteousness. Note the terms here. He will judge the world in righteousness. Behold a king. A king shall reign in righteousness. Now he will judge the world in righteousness. By that man. What man? The man of Isaiah 32 in verse 1. And the man whom we'll look at in verse 2. The Lord Jesus Christ. For he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained. Wherefore he hath given assurance to all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. Notice what some of them said. Verse 32. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked and others said, we will hear thee again of this matter Maybe they were a day too late. Maybe they've never heard again of this matter. We're not told. Maybe they're never saved and now they're lost forever. And maybe when Christ returns, there will be those like Billy has sung. That song, a day too late. Behold, a king shall reign in righteousness. Note. And princes shall rule in judgment. Do you know that the apostle Paul tells us, as blood-washed saints, blood-washed, born-again believers in Christ, he tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 3 that we shall judge angels. Do you know that? That you'll judge angels, brother, sister the overcoming body of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall judge angels. And then when I think of that wonderful song that is sung in the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ, if you were to turn to chapter 5, this wonderful song will be sung around the throne of glory. It says in Revelation 5 and verse 9, and they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Note this, verse 10. And hast made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. Here when Christ returns we shall reign be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. and we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, and this mortal shall put on immortality and this corruptible shall put on incorruption and the de- and the grave shall be defeated for you and I who are in Christ and we will be forever with him. He will return to set up his wonderful, messianic kingdom on the earth and there every nation will come before him and we will rule with him. Note Isaiah 32 and verse 1 and princes shall rule in judgment. When we go to verse 2 he then brings it to a place where some think it is for this life and others think it is for the judgment that is to come which we have read. For the believer to hide. I believe it can be applied to both. Notice here in verse 2. And a man shall be as in hiding place. A man as a hiding place. How can a man be a hiding place? It gives the idea of a man being your covering. Christ is our covering in this life. And Christ is our covering... At the judgment, that we will not stand there in that judgment, because we have trusted in him solely and uniquely, completely and totally, unreservedly in the blood of the Lamb. Notice here the word hiding place. It is a word in the Hebrew machave machave it gives the idea of being so hidden you are in one's very heart or bosom. To be so hidden you are in the very heart or the bosom of this man. And you and I who are in Christ our life is hid with Christ in God. We are hid and we are protected as in the bosom of Christ. And so we think of John 1 and 18 when Jesus said that he is in the bosom of his father. And so here Christ is in the bosom, the heart of his father. And so you and I who are in Christ, we are doubly hid in our God tonight. Are you doubly hid in God tonight. In other words, are you saved by the grace of God and are you washed in the blood of Christ? Are you doubly hid? It means bosom. But it also gives the meaning in the scripture. And as far as I understand, as far as I remember, it is only used machavé for hiding place It is only used in two verses in the whole of the New Testament. And the other place it is mentioned, it is in 1 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 23. Here, these men come to Saul, the king. He is the king of people's choice. David is on the run in fear for his life in the hillsides and in the woodlands. And they say to Saul, we have heard that David is through these woods and he's hiding in these hills. And David sends them forth. And note the word would say, 1 Samuel 23, 23, he says that he is hiding and look for him in the lurking places. That's the words in the English that's used. The lurking places, L-U-R-K-I-N-G. The lurking places. David was in the woodlands to hide lurking places. He was in the hillsides, in the holes, in the dens of the rocks, being chased by Saul and his chosen men of Israel to hunt him out. And they could not find him, no matter how long they were there, no matter how many were looking, no matter how hard they tried. They could not find David, for he was in the machaveh the lurking places of the forest, and the lurking places of the Judean hillsides. Here's the thing. When we are in Christ, and on that day when there is a, a great tempest and the great wind of judgment, the judgment can look for us. The devil can come along to try to condemn us, trying to draw us into the Father's gaze and under His wrath. But you and I are in the lurking places of God who are washed in the blood, who are saved by grace unsealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, we are in the lurking places where the devil cannot find us to condemn us. We are in the lurking places, the hiding place, where the wrath of God cannot find us under the blood of Christ. Are you in the hiding place of this man This man is the man of Galilee. This man is Jesus of Nazareth. This man is the God-man. Fully God and fully human. Deity clothed in humanity. Divinity wrapped in flesh. Eternity comes to meet time. And here we are found in the lurking place or the hiding place where the enemy cannot find us in this life and at the place of condemnation and judgment, under the blood and hidden in Christ. Oh, that hymn writer got it right. I'm hiding in thee. I'm hiding in thee, thy blessed rock of ages. I'm hiding in thee. So note this. A man shall be as in hiding place from the wind. The winds of judgment and the winds of dastardly devilish works cannot find us under the blood. We are in the bosom of the Father. Placed in Christ. And so brothers and sisters, take hope and take heart. He also says, none shall pluck thee from mine hand. My father which is greater than I. He says, none shall pluck thee from his hands. Doubly secure when the man and woman are truly saved and born again. There we will reach our final destination. For God hath determined it, and he hath planned it. Let's look at verse 2 at this man again. A man shall be as a hiding place from the wind, and as a covert from the tempest. The word covert means he shall be as a secret for me, a secret place for me. It means he shall be a shelter. For me to hide in. You no know, we are hearing so much. Especially this last year. With the whole uh, COVID. And uh, the whole fear of the pandemic. And all these things that they are calling it. And people are starting to. We're, at the very start we are starting to quote Psalm 91. And that's fine and that's okay. I have nothing against that. It's the word of God. Psalm 91 uses this word. Psalm 91 uses the word where uh, a man shall be a a covert from the tempest. The word here is the word saith there. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, it says in Psalm 91. The secret here is the Sather of God. Hide in him, it means. Be close to him. Be near to him. Notice here, if you go with me to Psalm 139 for a moment, I want you to see the idea of this secret or secret place, this covert From the Tempest. Psalm 139, please. And let's look at verse 14. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Verse 15. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Notice, this little child in the womb says, when I was made in secret, God was knitting that baby in the womb even before the mother felt the flutter. God was knitting together that baby in the womb before the mother felt the growth, before the mother even knew the change in her body. God was working life in the womb and before that hand or foot could be seen moving in the womb and the father can place his hand on it to feel the child moving before it all it was in secret God was at work. I have just received messages just last night and today that sometime this or next week This week they're going to bring forth a Westminster legislation overriding the government of Northern Ireland. That abortions will be in full operation here. Then they're going to start teaching the abortion legislation in the curriculum of the schools of your children. Now you listen, this is happening. This is happening in Northern Ireland. And this is happening from this week on. You're going to bring in more legislation. And you need to be on the ball, Christian, and get in touch, phone and email your representative and tell them, not only is it this, we're looking for this this legislation where it's children with deformities to be allowed to live, we want all babies to live, every one of them in the womb. It says in secret, "You made me, O God," saith the child in the womb. In secret, you were knitting me together. In secret, until you form me. It's the exact same word. A man shall be a covert from the tempest, a safe there a hiding place which is so secret, only God knows where I am until he reveals me through the matrix of the womb. And you and I as believers are hidden in Christ and God knows where we are and the tempest comes against us The tempest of sickness, tempest of illness, the tempest of depression, the tempest of anxieties, the tempest of loneliness, and all the tempests and the storms that doth assail us. God knows where you are and hide in him. But if you're not in Christ, you have nowhere to hide. If you're not in Christ, there's nothing you can do. You're open to the elements of this world and the devil. You're open to the the fiery darts and the wicked wiles of the satanic forces of this world. Evil abounds everywhere. On the left hand and on the right Control of the masses. The control of the populations, of the peoples. Don't you think they're not trying to do that? They're trying to do that. The Lord says, He says to His own redeemed, Come and hide in me. Draw close. Draw near. Come and be saved and safe and secure. Come and hide in me. Brothers and sisters, there are terrible forces at work. And if you think for one moment that the forces across this new world order that they're trying to bring in, from the European Union, In Brussels. Trying to take the last bastion. Through Jesuit plots and ploys of Ulster. The last bastion. Of the solid gospel of grace in Christ. Trying to tear it away. From its motherland. They are trying to bring it by wiles and trickery. And law and legislation. Man's law, not God's. They call it Article 16. They call it an Irish Sea border. Their ploys and their plots are this. To draw us back into a united Ireland. Consumed by Europe. Godless men who want to rule the world. Brothers and sisters, did you know there's a Jesuit school now in every single country almost of the European Union? A Jesuit college just matches their Jesuit pope. When they made the so-called mistake arguing over the vaccine that Britain had. When they made that so-called mistake and they broke the article themselves. This is what they said from the top brass. They said only the Pope is infallible. We make mistakes. Friend I'll tell you. The Pope is Antichrist. And he's a man of sin. They're trying to take and destroy Ulster. And the evangelical heart is dying. The beat of it is getting weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. Brothers and sisters, this isn't about me disliking Roman Catholic people or even European people. Not at all. It's the system. Only Christ is infallible. Christ and Christ alone is infallible. Notice this. The man shall be as in hiding place from the wind and a covert from the tempest. Friend, if your life's in a tempest, come to Christ tonight and hide yourself under the blood. Oh, there's refreshing here for a moment as it breaks, as rivers of water in a dry place nothing as refreshing as a cool drink of water. Adam's ale. Taking it and drinking it. It's cold and refreshing to the man and to the woman. To the heart and to the spirit. Ah, to take a cold drink from the waters of the wells of Bethlehem, said David. Oh, he yearned for it. And oh, how the soul yearns at the touch of Christ, yearns for more, yearns for truth, yearns for a drink of the Spirit of God. As waters of a, as rivers of water in a dry place. This is my last point. Thirdly, as the shadow of a great rock. In a weary land, as the shadow of a great rock. In a weary land, a man being as the shadow of a great rock. He says, "On this rock, the revelation of who he is and salvation in him. On this rock, I will build my ecclesia, my church. On the gates of hell shall not prevail." against it. Here Christ is seen and is typified as a shadow of a great rock in a weary land. The word shadow is the word seal. To seal. It means to shadow or to give shade. It comes from another word, salah. And it means to hover over and sometimes it can mean it for the good and sometimes for the bad. Sometimes in righteousness and sometimes in wickedness. For example, the shade can be like a cloud that hangs over you a cloud of fear, clouds of des- desperation, the clouds that. Really hang over where your mind can't keep it under control anymore. Follows you day after day. Moment after moment. Keeps you awake at night. Oh, the dooming, glooming cloud of darkness of the heart of the unsaved man and woman. And they know not what is wrong with them. Cannot understand it. Hovering over you. Friend, if that's you, that's the wrong shadow. That's the wrong shade. That's the wrong cloud that's hovering. You can be released from it tonight by coming under the power of the blood of Christ. He becomes your shade. He becomes your shadow. He hovers over you like the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. I'm tired. And of no more strength. I'm tired and I can't live anymore. I even feel like I'm suicidal. Friend, listen. Your life is worth more value than you think. And you're loved greatly by the Lord. Come to Christ. And He will set you free. And He will be your shade. And when you're tired, here's what Isaiah says. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint in Christ. Oh, what a Savior. What a Christ. What a God. What a Lord. Is it any wonder we'll love Him? Is it any wonder that He lives in us and in Him we live and move and have our being? Is it any wonder we preach of Him and get excited about Him? Is it any wonder we're here in wet nights and windy nights and in cold nights? Is it any wonder because we're just men and we're just women, we're here because of Him? Christ and Christ alone. Will you let Him be The shade of your life. The hiding place. The lurking place. Will you come to him tonight. And watch him set you free. When you repent of your sin. May you do so tonight. If you're not saved. Don't leave here. Without trusting in the Savior. May God bless you tonight. I'm going to stand at the end as usual. The cones will be out. If you want to speak to me about your soul, about your eternal welfare, come and drive around the cones and we'll have a quiet word with you and we'll talk to you. May God bless you.